Welcome to the Show Up Society podcast, where I talk about showing up for your goals one tiny step at a time. I'll help you break down your big fat dreams into tiny bite-sized pieces that are totally doable as long as you just keep showing up. I talk about anything from running to creativity, to mindset, to small business, to whatever else comes up. You'll see how just showing up for yourself every day in the tiniest way can make a huge impact and change your life. I'm your host, Tammy Bennett, artist, coach, habit keeper, and idea machine. I can't wait to cheer you on. So let's get started. Hello. Are you ready to have some fun? It is episode 42 of the Show Up Society podcast. And today I'm going to tell you three things that you might want to watch on TV. I'm going to tell you about three family projects that my kids are doing this summer. And I'm going to give you five dares. I'm going to dare you to do at least one of the five things. Are you ready? First, I wanted to give a quick listener shout out. This goes to Jordan, who left a comment on my website at showupsociety.com. And Jordan says, Tammy, I loved getting to know you more through the questions your daughters procured for your interview. Your opening comments on how it's okay if you feel like everything is falling apart around you, because it is. Jordan says, one quote that has helped me a lot during this time is, meet today's problems with today's strength. It has allowed me to have great days and own it, to have kind of good days and get by and all out really, really shitty days and do the best I can. Each day is different and I will greet it with the strength I have for that day. I appreciate you and your honesty and vulnerability. Your podcast is a gift. Take care. Jordan, thank you so much for commenting on the blog. And I love the quote that you gave. And it reminds me of the podcast when I talked about doing your best and how when you do your best, you're just doing the best with the conditions that you have at that moment. So today's best not might, might not look like the best that you give tomorrow under better conditions or worse conditions. So thank you for the reminder. And thank you so much for commenting. Okay, so let's talk about three things that I have watched lately that I just had to share with you. So I don't know about you, but I am not reading as much anymore. Now I am a big time reader. I usually read 30 to 50 books a year. And I have just been bogged down. I was really reading a lot of nonfiction. I was reading a lot of books to educate me about racism in America. And I felt like everything I was reading just was becoming really heavy. And so I have needed a break. I have not enjoyed reading. I even tried listening to books on audio and that wasn't working either. So I have taken a little bit of a break from reading and I have watched a few things that have been incredible. And I realized looking back on them, the three shows that I'm going to recommend to you all have a common theme and that is friendship and love and being kind to one another. These shows are all available right now in America. I have a lot of listeners that do not live in America, so I am hoping that these shows will become available to you soon if they are not already. The first one is called Speed Cubers. This was a uh, short show on Netflix about kids that do competitions to see who can solve Rubik's Cube puzzles the fastest. And you will fall in love with the two main uh, boys that they feature and their friendship and just the, the sense of competition that they have. Really, really cool show. 
The second one is called Love on the Spectrum, and that is available on Netflix. And it's, I think it's like a six or eight part series. My husband and I celebrated our 18th anniversary of being married, and we binge watched this show the whole day. And I thought it was really fitting that we are watching a show about love. Um, But this show takes on several people who are on the autism spectrum, and it shows their quest for finding love and companionship. And it was just so beautiful. And the people that they chose to feature are all so pure and so full of love, and they really get what life is about. And it's about connection and finding somebody who gets you. And that's what we all want. Just such a beautiful show. And um, we really enjoyed it. It was a great way to celebrate our anniversary. The third show is on Apple TV, and it is called Ted Lasso. And I have to tell you, it is so brilliantly written. And I think Jason Sudeikis is amazing. And just a little side note about him. I wasn't sure how to pronounce his last name. So I Googled it. And there's actually a thing that helps you. uh, It pronounces famous people's names for you. I think that's so cool. Um, But anyway, Jason Sudeikis, I think, helps write it. And he helped create the show. And he is an absolute genius. So the storyline of the show has been done a million times. But somehow they totally totally get it. And they capture such warmth. And it's just it's a show that that shows that kindness can win. And it's just beautiful. And it's it's one of those shows that you really have to pay attention to because every line is so important. And I just uh, three shows have come out, I cannot wait until the next one comes out. So those are my three things to watch if you find yourself needing just a little break and a little pick me up. I think all three of these shows are good for the soul. So you're welcome. I hope you enjoy them. I also wanted to share with you projects that my children are doing for this summer. So at the beginning of summer, when I realized that we were going to be very limited in what we could do because of COVID-19, and we would not be traveling back east to the east coast to visit our families, I knew that we needed some kind of purpose, some kind of project, some kind of thing to keep us going and entertained. So I told, uh, Chris and I told our kids that they needed to each come up with a long-term project that they could do throughout the summer. And it's really cool to see what they came up with and to see what they're working on. So I thought I would share that with you because it was just interesting to me. So my oldest son chose to watch 100 movies. And he's not just watching them passively. He's really watching them and he's rating them. He is doing all kinds of charts and spreadsheets uh, to keep track of his ranking and what scores he gives them. He has five categories. I can't remember what they are right now, but um, five different categories that he judges them on for a total of 50 points. And yeah, so as he watches them, he gives them a score and then he ranks them. So I think there's like seven or eight movies that all have 47 points right now. So then he has to rank them in order um, to break the tie. But that has been really cool to watch him go through this process. And he's choosing so many really good movies and really serious movies. Uh, I expected him to have a lot of comedies on there. And there that's his by far the smallest genre of movie that he has chosen. He's choosing a lot of um, 
thrillers, but also a lot of like kind of political based on true story kind of movies. Um, so I'm just I'm kind of really proud of him for that and to see how seriously he's taking this project. My youngest daughter loves to bake and to cook and to experiment in the kitchen. She also loves to experiment with foods, which I find very odd because Chris and I are both very, very picky eaters with a very limited and unsophisticated palate. And so it's really cool for us to watch her explore and really try flavors that uh, seem kind of exotic to us. But so her project is she found some app, and I don't remember it offhand, but it helps keep track of all the recipes that you try. So you can put a picture, you can put the measurements of the foods, you can create your own recipes, or you can download recipes uh, from the internet that you want to try. And so she is trying several, several recipes a week, and she's keeping track of them. And she has made some really, really amazing foods and they're all almost all of them are healthy. She she also likes to bake and make sweets too, but a lot of the things that she is trying are very healthy and that has been really fun for all of us. It benefits all of us her project. Then my middle daughter loves to um, decorate, like interior design, that kind of thing. So she is not happy with how our living room and kitchen area works. And so she we gave her a budget And she has come back and forth to us with different furniture that she can buy or different ways to arrange our our main living space is like a dining room and living room, kind of all big one room. So she has come to us with different furnitures and different ways to decorate it. And so uh, I think it's funny because there's this ongoing debate. There is a red bookshelf that I absolutely love. I love it so much. I bought it a few years ago and it's like a bright cherry, kind of cherry red or not really fire engine red, but like it just a bright summer cherry red. And she hates it. I mean, hates it. She says that to look at it makes her sick and she wants a really pretty wooden shelf. So this has been like a um, standoff for weeks now that we've had, and she's trying every which way she can to get us to get this red bookshelf out of our living space. And I am holding strong. I am holding firm in my resolve to keep the red shelf in our space. So um, she says it foils all of her plans. It it ruins the whole look of the kitchen because she wants to put some kind of green stools by the island in our kitchen. And she says she doesn't want it to permanently look like we are decorating for Christmas with our red shelf and our green stools. So she says it's messing up her whole plan. And we have not yet bought the furniture because we're at a little bit of a standoff. But I thought you might think it's funny. So that is where we are on that. Maybe I'll have to keep you guys posted about the status of the red shelf. Do 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 do. It's challenge time. Today's challenge you probably won't be able to accomplish while you're listening, but your challenge that I give you today is to try one of the dares that I'm about to talk about and to let me know that you did it and let me know how it went. So you can go to showupsociety.com forward slash 42 to let me know how your dare went, or you can tag me on Instagram at Tammy C. Bennett. T-A-M-M-I-E-C-B-E-N-N-E-T-T. Ooh, that was like actually a really cool song. So yeah, let me know how it goes. Okay, here we go. Not truth or dare time, just dare. 
I'm just daring you. And really, this all comes down to things that I have kind of been daring myself to do. These are things that I know impact my life in a good way. And I have been trying to get myself out of the funk of COVID-19 and all the nasty politics in America right now and all of the social injustice in America right now. So these are things that I've been daring myself to do to just bring me back to me and to bring a little joy back into my life. So I thought if these things were helpful to me, maybe they will be helpful to you. So dare number one, I dare you to create something with your hands. Now you might not think that you're creative or artistic and that's okay. I think every one of us on this earth Um, as long as you have hands. And if you don't have hands, I bet you could probably use your feet or something else that enables you to create something. So I really feel that we are all made to enjoy creating something from nothing. So this could be you could write a poem, you could bake a cake, you could create something out of clay or wood or string, you could go out into the backyard and pick flowers and make a bouquet. Just do something with your hands because I feel like it really brings you into a moment of calm and peace and creativity to use your brain and your body together to make something that didn't exist before you started it. So there you go. Dare number one, create something with your hands. For me, I am working on knitting a sweater that I hope to be done with by October so I can wear it when it starts to get chilly here. And I have a couple other projects in the works, so I'll keep you posted on those. Dare number two, I dare you not to buffer your feelings away. And what I mean by that is a lot of times people don't want to feel sadness or boredom or anxiety or any other kind of feeling that they see as negative or scary. So instead of really sitting with that feeling, they eat or they drink, maybe alcohol. Um, Sometimes people do drugs, sometimes people watch a lot of TV or play video games, some kind of screen time. So I dare you to instead of buffering and not feeling those feelings to just sit with the feelings and to say, Oh, okay, this is sadness, or this is anxiety. And I'm feeling this way because you could even journal it out, you could just sit and just uh, brainstorm, right? All the ideas that come into your head for why you're feeling this way. And then when you're done with that, maybe you can write down all the ideas of things that you could do to help you deal with that feeling and then to move on. So, and, and, and during that process, just making sure that you know it is normal and it is human and it is a part of life to feel these negative things. And if you buffer them away, by drinking or overeating or overspending money, then you're not dealing with the problem in the first place. And those feelings are going to come right back. I have a, uh, a coach in my life who likes to say that it's sort of like trying to push an inflated beach ball underwater. So let's say if you have a big, you know, blown up beach ball, and you're in the ocean, and you push it down under the water, that's fine, but it's going to come bouncing back up. Um, And so if you try to buffer those feelings away by ignoring them and overindulging in something else, the feelings are still there under the water, under the surface, and they're going to come bouncing back up at another time. So it's better to just deal with them at the beginning, acknowledge them, let them go through you, and then you can move on. So that's it. Dare number two, don't buffer with overindulging. Feel the feelings, identify it, sit with it, and then move on. Number three, I 
dare you to sit and make a list of the things that truly bring you joy, that make you happy in your mind and your body and your soul and your spirit. Things that you do that you can lose track of time while you're doing them. Things that you do that you never feel like you can do enough of. They just bring you absolute joy. And I'm saying this one because I feel like I'm a little bit numb right now during all of this pandemic and social unrest. I feel like I'm having trouble remembering what brings me that joy. I'm definitely feeling it, of course, when I'm with my husband and with my kids and we are having a great time. But I haven't been really rejuvenating myself as much with the things that bring me joy because I've kind of lost touch of them. You know, I mentioned it earlier that usually reading is that thing for me and it hasn't been so much lately. But the good thing is, is I made a list of things that made me feel who I am. And one of those is running and exercising. Another one of those is creating things with my hands. And so um, if you make this long list of everything that you think of that absolutely truly brings you joy, and you're doing it for yourself, you're not doing it for anybody else. Then when you're having times like me, where maybe you're not enjoying one of them, look on your list and find the other ones that you do enjoy that maybe you could do. So for me, I'm not really enjoying reading right now, but I am enjoying knitting my sweater stitch by stitch. I'm bringing it back to me. And I've also been running more than I have in a really long time because that's something that's bringing me joy right now. So take a few minutes and sit down and think of what are the things that you do that absolutely bring you joy and you lose track of time doing them because you're so involved. And we're ready for dare number four. I dare you to find the flip side. And what I mean by this is during this time, it's easy to get down on yourself. But I would say switch it, switch it around. And, and instead of being down on yourself, look at that thing and see what you're doing right. So I'll give you an example from my life. So a lot of times at night, right before we go to bed, I talk to Chris, our kids are already in bed. And I'll say, Oh, my gosh, we're not doing this parenting thing, right? We should have done this. And we shouldn't have let them be on their screen so much. And I said this to her, and I shouldn't have. And I go through all the things that I think that I did wrong as a mother or a parent that day. And Chris will look at me and he'll say, we're doing okay. We're doing a good job. And he will then list back to me, we hug our kids every single night. I don't think they've ever gone to bed without getting a hug. And I love you from us. And we are listening to them when they talk, we're putting down our phones, we're paying attention, we're watching funny videos with them, we're we're taking them to go run, we're running together. So he, you know, he'll give me this list of all the things that we're doing right. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, okay, totally, we're doing a really good job. So what I encourage you to do is when you hear yourself being down on yourself for not doing enough of this or not doing enough of that or not doing this good enough, just stop yourself notice the mean comments that you're making to yourself, noticing how judgmental you're being, and then flip it around. Try to find evidence for the opposite of that. Try to prove that statement wrong. Show all the things that you are doing right. Show all the ways that you are doing enough and that you're trying. And I guarantee you, when you start looking for the ways that you've done something right, you're going to find a lot of evidence that you're doing a good job. So that's it for dare number four. Find the flip side. Our last one, dare number five, reach out to somebody today. Text them what you miss about them or what you love about them. This is a time when we feel so separated. You know, my husband and I haven't seen our family in about eight months. 
um, our extended family. They all live on the East Coast. We live on the West Coast and travel isn't really an option right now. And uh, a lot of our friends we haven't been able to see in person. Um, you know, it's sometimes it's harder to catch each other at the right time on a phone call or with a Zoom chat. So even just reaching out to somebody important to you, you can write a letter, you can send a card, even a text or an email just to connect with that person and to let them know what they mean to you, what you miss about them, what you can't wait to do with them when you see each other again, just some kind of connection. There was a time uh, last week when I was kind of down in the dumps and I felt like none of the friends that I have have contacted me. I felt like just kind of sorry for myself. Like nobody's calling me, nobody's writing me, nobody's checking in to see how I'm doing. I'm always the one that calls everybody to see how it's going. And I felt really down in the dumps. So I actually got coached on it with my coaching session. And um, she said, are you happier sitting there all alone, not calling them, waiting for them to call you? And I said, no, of course not. She said, well, then why don't you call them? Who cares who reaches out to who? What matters is the connection that you make. And so I got over my pity party and I reached out to people again and we had great conversations and it was all good. So just don't lose sight of the fact of how important it is to be connected with each other and make that first step, reach out and close that gap and bring each other a little closer to each other. That's it. My fifth dare to reach out to somebody and let them know you care. And that's all I have for you today. As always, I like to check in on the challenge that I gave you. This time is a little different. I usually give you a challenge that you can accomplish before the podcast episode ends. But today is a little bit different. But I do dare you, I do challenge you to do one of those dares today and to let me know how it goes. I really, really do care about you. And I want to hear um, what you did, how you dared yourself. So go up, go to showupsociety.com forward slash 42. And let me know there. Or as I said before, you can comment on my Instagram and I can't wait to hear from you. Thank you so much for showing up for today's episode of the show up society podcast. Now go out there and show up for yourself. Yes, you're still here. Thank you. You know that thing that you've been wanting to do, but you're not sure if you can? You totally can.